Welcome to the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast. I'm Cheryl McColgan, founder of Heal, Nourish, Grow. The website, this show, and our newsletter all focus on making the science of advanced nutrition and greater overall health accessible to everyone. Buckle up for our latest episode to get ideas, tools, and practical knowledge you can use to improve your health and move towards your perfect version of ultimate wellness. The Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast shares interviews with nutrition experts, health researchers, and everyday people that have changed their lifestyle and nutrition to support greater health. You'll learn how to implement lasting change and create new habits that support greater wellness and a happier, healthier life. Please visit HealNourishGrowPodcast.com for full show notes and links to our guests. Joe Cohen won the genetic lottery of bad genes. As a kid, he suffered from inflammation, brain fog, fatigue, digestive problems, anxiety, depression, and other issues that were poorly understood in both conventional and alternative medicine. Frustrated by the lack of good information and tools, Joe decided to embark on a journey of self-experimentation and self-learning to improve his health, something that has become known as biohacking. After creating the Biohackers Ultimate Resource Guide, Self-Hacked, Joe moved on to found Self-Decode, the ultimate biotech software platform for DNA and lab-based health recommendations. Today, Joe leads a team of trained scientists, MDs, PhDs, and skilled engineers at Self-Decode to help thousands of people take their health into their own hands with holistic and natural recommendations based on their own health data. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast. Today, I am talking to the CEO of Self Decode, Joe Cohen, and he is going to share with us some things about, first of all, as you, we always do at this podcast, about his personal health journey, kind of how he got to this point where he wanted to get more into biohacking and ended up starting this company. I think it's a really um, interesting backstory. Uh, and then we'll share with you guys a little bit about why actually learning more about your DNA can help impact your overall health and wellness. So anyway, welcome, Joe. If you could uh, do that little self-introduction, that would be amazing. Awesome. Thanks for having me. So um, I'm the CEO and founder of Self-Decode. I had a long history in healthcare. How did I get to this? I basically had a lot of health issues, just you name it. I was suffering from everything. I always like to say that I won the lottery of bad genes. And <laughs> it's just, uh, I've been trying to always figure out like, what are these bad genes that I have? And, and, and how do I make it so that I actually perform better than people that don't have as bad genes as me, right? And, you know, just growing up, I had fatigue, brain fog, gut problems, you know, sick all the time, immune issues, mental health issues, kind of like a lot of these chronic issues that you see, um, you know, especially in, in like, I, I mean, I wasn't old, I was, I was very young, right? So this is already in high school. And uh, so I, you know, just, I, I had to fix my issues or I wasn't going to live a normal life. Um, that was very clear to me. And so I was, at, at one point I was unemployed. I was, you know, I was antisocial, didn't have any relationships, was just like disabled, completely disabled. And I didn't know what to do. And I just said, okay, I have to fix my health or else I'm done, right? It's just like, I'm going to live a life of poverty, being alone, you know, being, having mental health issues, being unhappy. And that's not the life I want to live. So I basically said, my main focus in life is going to fix my issues. And that's when I started to stumble upon DNA, lab tests, precision health, analyzing my symptoms, analyzing my lifestyle. And it was through that journey that I had very, uh, I mean, it, it really 
was a game changer. And I said, I need to, my life's mission is to build these tools in order to help other people that are not willing to make this their full-time job, right? People need answers right away. And I just identified that you need software, uh, you know, AI, machine learning, and, uh, and, and targeted content for what you need and for your genes, not just some fine, you know, not, not something generic like, oh, this worked for me and it's going to work for you. And uh, this, you know, just like a, a dogma. It was like, let's use science, let's use software, let's use AI, and let's bring this together into a platform that people can really use to optimize their health. Yeah, and that's how I first became aware of it because I, as everybody that listens to the podcast knows, I'm very into all that kind of stuff and uh, stumbled across your service, went ahead and checked it out. Um, I, one of the things I really like about it, and if people aren't familiar with this, it, a lot of people are probably more familiar with DNS, DNA testing through something like a 23andMe or Ancestry.com. Uh, that's how I first had gotten mine done. But what a lot of people don't know is that you can actually, uh, once you've had your DNA you know, taken from, you usually swab your mouth or spit it in a cup, you get a printout of, of basically all the raw data. And then you can take that raw data and you can import it into services like yours that give you a lot more insight into not just ancestral things, but what a lot of um, companies like yours, and I think you guys do it really well, are focused on now is, is giving these health insights to people so that they can really learn more about their DNA to impact their health. Uh, so as you're going through this journey, Joe, what was one of the first things? I mean, I'm assuming at some point you probably checked out something that was existing. You got your DNA, you took it. How did you start to put together these pieces of, you know, basically a visual representation for people of health insights? Like what were some of the first things that you ran across that, uh, you know, led you to do, led you to design the software in this way, I guess is what I'm trying to get at here. <laughs> right. So, I mean, the first version of the software uh, was, somewhat designed uh, with how I was looking at it. And also, yeah, I mean, basically like how I did it initially was actually like literally look, reading up on studies and then looking up on my text file, like if I had a variant or not, right. Mm. That, that's, that's literally how I did it. Um, a lot of labor. <laughs> to, yeah. I tried to use other softwares, but they were all bad. And I was just like, okay. Uh, it kind of just started off as let me like, find a way that I'm just going to like be able to look up SNPs easier, like these variants easier. Um, but then it was just clearly like, okay, people want, people are not as nerdy as me. They want very clear answers. They want to know, they, they, they want us self decode to do the hard work for them and they just want to see the results. And so that was kind of like uh, the, you know, the mission from there was how do we make this you know, as rigorous, scientifically rigorous as possible. And then also how do we present it in a way to the consumer that they understand it as well as possible. Um, and, and that's what we've been working on since then. I mean, and, and, and I think, uh, I mean, I think we did a, a much better job than these other companies um, in terms of uh, for the health optimizer groups. Yeah, and I think it's also uh, some people probably have some concerns around privacy or sharing their data in that way. And so it is also important to just be aware of what company that you're doing this kind of stuff with so that, like, obviously you guys are U.S.-based and, um, you know, I've, I've read your policy on all that kind of stuff. So I think that 
it's important for people to just realize that you're putting that out there in the world. I think people worry about that for future um, health insurance implications or something like that. I don't know if that's really a valid concern, but I think obviously protecting your data is always really important. So just like kind of a little side note there for people. Um, yeah. And, but and now something that you talk to note also is that uh, we, for that reason, actually, we started offering our own kits uh, a few years ago so that people can buy uh, mm -hmm. instead of getting something like 23andMe and they have to, you know, then who knows what's happening with your data. So, just to be clear is that we, we also offer kits for people who either are afraid of getting, you know, uh, having their data leak into some pharmaceutical company or, um, or just, you know, actually it's, it's more accurate if we do the test itself. That's besides okay, that's good to know. Um, so I think this is probably a good point where we can kind of, uh, you were sharing with me before we actually started recording, because like we said before, I, I actually have this service and I hadn't logged in for a little while and you guys are a newer company and you're constantly integrating new features, new updates. So if you could share your screen again, I think what we were going to look at, you were going to kind of show us the search feature. And um, if you're not watching this on YouTube, you're just listening, you might want to pop over to YouTube to see this part. We're at about, you know, seven minutes in, something like that. But uh, we'll try to do our best to describe it if you're not watching it on video. So Joe just pulled up the self-decode website and you can see on the screen that it's showing select your area of interest. And I'll just let you take it from here, Joe, since you know where you're going. Yeah. So uh, we surveyed customers and we said, okay, what are the things that are most interesting for you? So here is we, we show where are the risks in the body and it could be these are genetic risks and these are lab risks so we have a lab platform that's also integrated into this right um so this is kind of each of these goes into a report and then people also said like okay i heard enough of like i read all this content just tell me what i need to do and so we also <laughs> have a a customized formula that we give you and for each thing we tell you why it's being recommended so for example uh this is the formula that self-decode gives me and it says uh, why am I being recommended at omega-3 fatty acids? It says because I have high genetic risk for anxiety, artery hardening, high blood pressure, mood, and stress, right? I actually do very well with omega-3, and, and you could see more information on this. Um, but in any case, this is what consumers wanted. So we right. said, and just okay. to point out to people, those when Joe pulled up that um, screen just now on the impressed on anxiety, it actually linked to the studies that are relevant to that as well. So Correct. just so people know that. And, and by the way, you could also click on the report as a whole, anxiety, or, or any of these reports, right? These are all very in-depth health reports. You could click on, uh, you know, high blood pressure as well. Um, all these are going to are basically coming up because there's higher genetic risk, right? And so we, using our algorithms and, and AI, we uh, we look at what are the top, you know, what, what are the recommendations that we recommend? Okay. But here's like, for example, here's just a, a report. You can see I'm in the 80th percentile. Generally when you're in the 80th or highest percentile, we categorize that as higher risk. But luckily enough, uh, I filled out this lifestyle assessment that shows I'm in lower risk, right? So we have these assessments for each report that shows you what your lifestyle risk is. Like if you have any big lifestyle risk factors, and then we have recommendations, um, you know, basically like all the recommendations with showing also which gene is linked, uh, at, at why it's being prioritized a, a given recommendation. So they're all prioritized from top to bottom. 
uh, with the genes linked to it. And um, so that's pretty cool. But yeah, so, you know, usually people will start from their dashboard and they could see like a bunch of different health reports on a bunch of different topics like brain, heart and blood vessels, uh, hormones. You could sort by risk if you want. Um, And yeah, and so it's nutrients, diet and nutrition is we we have uh, 200 topics. So very, very comprehensive stuff. And um, so that's kind of like how you could quickly look at like your risk for a lot of things, slightly, de- you know, decreased MTHFR, higher need for riboflavin, higher need for folate, um, a little bit high risk of, of gut inflammation here. It's almost at the 80th percentile and it keeps going down. Uh, then you could go more deeper into specific categories, sleep, metabolic health, inflammation, uh, gut health, hormones, things like that. Um, Joe, can you talk a little bit in, in how you've been, you know, when you've been learning about all this stuff, sort of the intersection between having a gene for something, because you touched on this when you were just talking about some of the features is the intersection between, you know, having a certain gene, its impact on your health and that intersection with lifestyle, because most people will have heard or know this now that just because you have a specific gene doesn't mean that it's going to express itself. It's very uh, based on environmental factors. It's based on toxicity level that's based on, you know, lifestyle things, so many things. So can you talk a little bit about the, what you've been learning with those and, and why you decided, I love that you decided to include the lifestyle um, uh, evaluation in there as well, because I think, you know, without that information, you just see this 80th percentile. Oh my gosh, I'm going to, like you say, you have high blood pressure. I mean, like, I'd love to hear, like, do you actually have that? Like, what was your personal right. so, uh, experience with this intersection? If you've been around my content for a while, you know that one of my favorite things is making and eating gourmet food and pairing it with wine. You might think you can't enjoy wine though, while trying to lose weight or stay in ketosis. And if you're drinking traditional wine, you might be right. So many wines are mass produced and full of sugar and other garbage additives that can wreak havoc on your health goals and just make you feel bad. Fortunately, I discovered Dry Farm Wines. I've been drinking their wine for years now and I love this company. They individually test small batch wines produced by vintners that are committed to the practice of dry farm production. Some of my favorites have been the Blaufrankisch variety from Austria and all of the wines from the Loire Valley in France. Dry Farm Wines are free from excess sulfites and mold that can cause adverse reactions and hangovers. With no added sugar, each wine is tested to be under one gram of sugar in the entire bottle. Yep, you just heard that right. There's less than one carb in the whole bottle of wine. They're also slightly lower alcohol, which means you can enjoy a delicious wine pairing at dinner any given night and not end up with a hangover. You can receive an extra bottle for just a penny with your first order by visiting dryfarmwines.com slash heelnourishgrow. I'd love to hear what your favorite wine is after you try it and be sure to tag me on social with pictures of your wine and delicious dinners. Again, that bottle of wine for a penny is at dryfarmwines.com slash heal nourish grow. So if, if you weren't able to change the risk, then I wouldn't have started this company, right? The whole idea is, is that number one is your genetic risk is your, your genes don't change, right? But your epigenetics, your they do change and your risk changes as you get older. So, you know, if you're one years old or 90 years old, you're still going to have the 89th percentile, let's say I'm going to have for uh, high blood pressure, right? Even though kids who are one years old don't have high blood pressure, right? It's a disease that you get as you get older. So really what this is saying is you have this tendency 
as you get older, because you generally for the 99% of the diseases, you're not born with them. Um, the chronic ones, right? You're not born with them. You get them as you get older. So the way to look at it is not, it's not a diagnosis tool. It's saying what your predisposition is. Now we realize that, you know, you could have a predisposition, but then you could live a very healthy lifestyle. If you live a healthy lifestyle, guaranteed, you're not going to have high blood pressure unless maybe you're like 90 years old. Right. And, and so we also look at things like, you know, uh, that's why we have this lifestyle assessment where, you know, it says I have reduced risk of high blood pressure. And there have been periods where my blood pressure was high, actually. Um, and then I changed certain things. And it's now you can see my lab results. It's now a normal, ideally healthy lab result. And so you have to measure stuff, you have to look at what your lifestyle risk is. And, and the reason is because I follow these recommendations here, right? It, it, you know, there's recommendations from top to bottom um, of highest impact and they're categorized, they're prioritized based on my genes. And uh, some of them are, are obvious, some of them are not so obvious, right? As you go down, it, it becomes less and less obvious. Um, but in any case, uh, so that's kind of the way to look at it. Now, um, let's go back here and look at some things. Uh, so the, the main things that we have here is the DNA. We've got labs. So we have a whole lab analyzer where you can upload labs and look at your lab results. And that's really important. Uh, for example, let's say it says I have a high a predisposition for high hemoglobin. Actually, my labs are usually on the higher level for that. Right. And so uh, we have and you could also we allow you to shop labs, look at your results and then obviously input your results from you know, a PDF or something like that, you could easily upload a lab. And then you have the lifestyle analyzer uh, that looks at your lifestyle risk for a bunch of different issues. You could categorize it and say, okay, let me look at gut health. So you kind of, the way to look at it is you have to look at what, what are your, um, what are the things that you want to optimize, right? If you don't know what you want to optimize and you just want like a formula that we already gave to you, that's also possible. But Typically, you want to have a goal of what do you want to optimize, right? And so you'll pick a topic and then let's say if it's gut health. For me, I've, I always like to optimize my mood. And uh, you can see why. If, if you see my screen, you see that I've got high risk of mood, stress, and anxiety. Um, and so uh, and that, those are things that I had to deal with in the past. And, and, and you know, they're very much that um, there's a lot of tools that you can combat those things. And I've, I've benefited tremendously from those things. For example, people like to know examples, like give me an example of what you learned, like specific gene or what recommendation. I would not have taken 5-HTP if not for my genes. Um, it turned out that I had this tryptophan hydroxylase gene that was uh, basically not producing enough 5-HTP and serotonin. Yeah. And, and just for people uh, that yeah, aren't yeah. familiar with that, 5-HTP is like the precursor for um, serotonin in your brain, which is kind of your happiness or, you know, people think of it as the well-being hormone. So anyway, just for people that didn't know, I want to make sure that's like a precursor. So you can take that naturally and it's supposed to help boost levels in your brain is the way I understand it. Correct. Exactly. Um, so... Uh, yeah, basically, like you could see, uh, for example, that I get 
I got recommended 5-HTP and it, it explains why. So my, I have a tryptophan hydroxylase gene, like you said, it uh, helps inc- helps make serotonin. Mine is not working so well. And when I don't take 5-HTP, my mood is very unstable. Like I, I'm, I'm in a bad mood most of the time. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how else to say it. Did like, you take it this morning, I hope? <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> it seems like you're in a good mood, so great. <laughs> yeah, no, I have to. I, I've, I've tried, uh, you know, sometimes I, I always like doing experiments. I like to see, like, okay, let me try things that increase serotonin, um, but don't increase the 5-HTP, meaning, like, in, inhibit the reuptake of serotonin, right? Mm-hmm. Those are not as good as uh, 5-HTP because for me, personally, you know, my tryptophan hydroxylase gene is not working very well, right? And and there's a few other genes also, like BDNF is a big one. Um, and getting light and exercise is, is, is very important for that. You could, um, And then another one I would say is the DRD2 gene. That's the dopamine uh, gene. So that's like, um, you know, that, that's dopamine is super important for motivation and, you know, also being in a good mood. Um, and so I kind of have like a lot of genes. BDNF is a growth factor that uh, also puts you in a good mood. So for me, I think like BDNF, tryptophan hydroxylase, and uh, uh, the DRD2 genes are super important for me. Um, there's other ones as well, but uh, a lot of the other ones are actually related to serotonin in some other way. So serotonin really works very well for me. And, you know, some people will be like, Oh, serotonin, you know, it's not that significant for mood, whatever. It is for me, right? Like, it, that's where the genes come in. Mm-hmm. No, that makes a lot of sense. And it, it allows you to really do things a lot more targeted. And then, of course, um, for people that can't see the screen, there's just this whole list of things that you could try to improve your mood, like exercise, like the um, BDNF that you mentioned, brain-derived neurotropic factor, how to increase those if there's any supplements involved or if it's just a lifestyle factor. So um, I like the way that you guys have laid that out. And this has actually, I think, changed a little bit since I even um, first tried it because I think I probably got this maybe a year ago or something like that. But uh, I noticed like every time I log in, there's always some kind of new uh new report or new thing that i haven't seen yet so it's one of the really fun things about kind of watching you guys grow as you've you know gone through all these different iterations of what you're offering now like what you hear so far make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now we'd also love it if you could post a review on itunes it helps us so much by allowing others to more easily find us the heal nourish grow podcast wouldn't be possible without listeners like you thank you so much for your support now back to the show yeah, definitely. And and so by the way, like what what I do is I build a regimen um based on uh based on the recommendations throughout the reports. And then every re- every recommendation I have um basically like it tells me why I have that recommendation. So mm-hmm. for example, why am I taking berberin? It says like I have high LDL cholesterol uh and high blood sugar. Well, it's not that high, it's just a little high. Um, and, uh, but my LDL cholesterol is actually pretty high and that's because I eat a lot of saturated fat and mm-hmm. I know there's, I know this is a keto community and I'm a big fan <laughs> of keto, <laughs> but <laughs> there's a lot of, I don't know, it's, it is, it's kind of like a big, uh, you know, uh, there's a big debate about whether LDL cholesterol can increase heart disease risk for me, like just looking at the science, 
it seems like it, it, it does. Um, and so even though my cholesterol is high, it is something that I want to bring down. And a lot of natural stuff, bring it down, like berberine, carnitine. Um, and so a lot of these things, like especially berberine, I started taking just for my LDL cholesterol. Yeah, and just uh, a side note on cholesterol, because people have heard me talk about that on here before, too. Um, are you familiar with Dave Feldman's work at all? Because he's got some really interesting things out lately that you might want to check out for LDL. I have looked at his work. Um, I, I've seen his stuff. Now, it's a very complex uh, field. I, I don't know. It if really it's, is. It's just, <laughs> it's just like there's a lot of – that's what I'm saying. It's like it's not something that you can have. I mean, I feel like that could be like a, a six-part podcast on its own right? <laughs> for sure so it's for like sure. I, I i'm not saying you're wrong I, I think like people have different opinions about it um it's just like for me i'm just you know i'll give you an example uh something that might be interesting um and, and this is kind of what made me a little more scared uh there's this new kind of research called mendelian randomization mm -hmm. and what that does is it looks at um it looks at like what are your and it, we're not doing these studies. These are uh, published studies. It's it's a known method now. They started doing it in like 2015, um, and it's become very popular. So you know how you have all these uh, lab markers, and you know this is correlated with this, but it, is it just a correlation or just uh, you know an association? But it's not causation. So there's a couple ways to look at if something's uh, causative or not. Um, one of them is through clinical trials. And when you look at clinical trials, uh, cardiovascular disease has gone down with these statins, right? Now, I don't know, you could argue, what, you know, the, the point is when they give statins, people's uh, risk goes down based on the information I've seen. So that's one way of looking at it. You give a supplement or a drug or something and you see if the risk goes down. Um, they have a new method where they look at your genetic predisposition. So if you're genetically predisposed to LDL, higher LDL cholesterol, then what they do is they look at, um, you know, how likely you were you to, you know, die from cardiovascular disease or just die from all-cause mortality. Um, and they do that with, like, you could find studies on everything. So they'll find people who have higher levels of vitamin C naturally, not through the diet, because the problem is, is that a lot of these studies they're basically saying like people who have higher vitamin C levels are much healthier, but then you find out that the people with higher vitamin C levels also eat higher levels of vegetables and fruits. And so what was the cause, the fruits or vegetables, or was it the higher vitamin C? So these studies are, are designed to tease that a lot out a little by saying like, you know, people with higher tendency to vitamins, higher vitamin C or carnitine or whatever, like an interesting one was people with higher carnitine, um, actually fared much better with COVID. So I started taking carnitine when I got COVID. But that's that's a, that, that's a, a besides the point. But in any case, what, they, do these, uh, they did a lot of these Mendelian randomization on LDL cholesterol. And all these studies are saying that the people with naturally higher levels of LDL cholesterol have more heart disease. Now, I think that if there's a lot of things that you could do that even if your LDL cholesterol is high, you can take the risk down. Like I, my, I've tested all my markers, like my oxidel, ox, oxidized LDL cholesterol is not high. Uh, my inflammation levels are not high. So, you know, when you look at all these things, my risk is going to be much lower, even though my LDL might be higher. 
but I still have to just deal with the fact that by itself, it is a, a marker. And, and again, um, I wouldn't say I'm an expert in LDL cholesterol. I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm doing my own research and, 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 you know, I, I, I do whatever I, you know, whatever to the best, you know, I, I could be wrong. Well, no, I think it is a conversation. It's just what I like about what Dave is doing right now in particular, they actually are doing a, a clinical trial on uh, some of that people with really high LDL doing a calcium heart scan and then rescanning uh, because if the LDL model was correct, the sort of idea would be that you would expect to see some incremental buildup after over a year of calcium. And then, correct. so anyway, correct. they are, they're correct. at least diving into it so that those of us with so high LDL. <laughs> yeah, no, he's doing a study. I think that's important. And um, I'd like to see if, if the study was published and, and they had very good, like it had, it said that there was no impact from the LDL. I'd love to see that because I, I like, I know eat, I would too. <laughs> I, I can't eat a diet that's not with a lot of meat and um, like, I have too many other side effects. So that's not even an option for me. It's not like, right. oh, my LDL is high. I'm going to do, it's like, no, I'd rather have high LDL than high inflammation. So exactly. I don't care what the hell my LDL is. I'm going to do <laughs> <laughs> No, and I think that's, that's obviously what the service does. It kind of gives everybody more information to make those kind of decisions for yourself, right? right? Because the truth is, if you really dive into some of this, we don't know. And that there's like, there was this other, um, I don't think it was a Mandelian randomization, but it was a, uh, it was by the British journal journal of medicine. And they had said, you know, as many people have uh, high LDL as low LDL in relation to heart attacks. They're like, there's no association actually between L now they're talking about heart attacks, which you could say, okay, getting these calcifications and whatever in your heart over time, even if you didn't have a heart attack, that's definitely not a good thing. Um, but that's, there's just so much information out there. And I, so I think knowing that this, that you have a special risk towards some of these things can help inform your decision at the, to the best we can. Cause like you said, we just, some of it's like, we don't know, or we just do the best we can with the information that we have. And that's what knowing some of these gene things allows you to really do. You know how I like to talk about being just 1% better every day? Well, ButcherBox believes in better. For them, better means caring about animals and the planet, treating the planet with respect, and it means improving the lives of animals and the livelihoods of farmers. Their beef is grass-fed and grass-finished. Chicken is free-range and organic. Turkey is free-range. Pork is humanely raised. And salmon and scallops are wild-caught. I've been using ButcherBox for a couple of years now, and it was a godsend having such high-quality meat delivered to my door during the pandemic. If you're interested in saving money and eating healthier, this is the perfect service for you. Even if you can get back to the grocery store now, the quality and health of ButcherBox meat is far superior to what's in the market. Plus, if you're a bacon lover, I have really good news. You can always get a great deal on your subscription by using my link, but starting June 12th until October 14th, new members can get free bacon for life. That's right. Every box will include a pack of uncured, unbelievably delicious bacon added to every box for the life of your membership. Check my show notes for the link or go to bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash H-N-G butcher box. Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, that's, that's another thing, by the way. So I think that's another factor, for example, if you have high LDL and you also have a high risk of cardiovascular disease, I think that does make a difference, right? Meaning like, mm -hmm. because I, I, I mean, I, I think 
there's many studies that show it is a risk factor, but there might be some that show it's not. But what freaked me out is the Mendelian randomization um, mm -hmm. that, the, you know, people with genetically higher levels of LDL um, have higher levels of heart disease. And, um, and so for me, I mean, like, I, I basically, like, and also I have cardiovascular disease in my family, and I also have um, some higher genetic risk based on my reports. And mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm taking it seriously. Like I think based on all that information, I mm -hmm. need to, I should take it seriously. I'm not going to freak out about it. Like, I think I, I also need to, like, I, I have like an order of priorities. Number one for my health is to have a good mood. <laughs> if you're happy, <laughs> you're going to live a long time. Right. Yeah. For number real. two is don't have inflammation. I mean, it's probably number one because inflammation caused my mood to like go down like crazy, but you know, don't have inflammation. And for that diet was the biggest thing for me, like uh, eating lectins and grains and a bunch of stuff really uh, wreaked havoc on me. And so I have a very strict diet. I don't eat, uh, I don't even eat uh, eggs and, and dairy because I, I get a reaction to them. Uh, but um, yeah, so diet is number one. Then like my mood is, is a big one. And, and, you know, I've got all these kinds of things. I only literally started paying attention to LDL like two weeks ago. Um, and, and I also only take the things generally that are also anti-aging. I like the berberin, uh, berberin came up as one of my recommendations, but I like that it's also an anti-aging thing because, uh, a, a supplement because it increases AMPK. And so a lot of like anti-aging people are taking metformin. It also lowers blood sugar a lot. And my mm -hmm. fasting blood sugar tends to be like, I don't know, 95 it's it's not so bad, but you know, ideal would probably be like ninety or or under, uh, like eighty five to ninety. So I kind of think like, okay, the berberine is good for my blood sugar. And and by the way, all this information comes up too when when I click on like, why am I taking berberine again? <laughs> it <Right>. said, you know, <laughs> high, you have a higher risk for blood sugar, uh, genetic risk. You have a high, you know, you you have a lab that's actually high risk uh, for LDL, um, and. And then I think like, you know, it's got, and it's, it's anti-aging because it, it acts like metformin. Um, and then it's got all these other benefits and it's also good for, against infections. You know, I'm just, I'm going to take it. So that's kind of how it works. And then I build my regimen based on through the app and, and then um, I can order a customized supplement. Uh, for me personally, just to be very honest, I already have every supplement that exists. So <laughs> <laughs> I just like... Um, you know, I, I think it's cool to get it all in one formula. Um, and, and I think that like, I like taking it in less formulas because having like a million bottles is like, I have to spend like two hours, like opening up each bottle. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I need something more efficient than this. Um, but yeah, I mean, we basically created that for, because people were demanding like, um, Oh, it'd be really cool if I was just. You know, tell me what, like, because you tell people, okay, berberin, you don't tell them what kind of berberin, they start, like, freaking out, they don't know what the hell's going on, like, what do I like do? how what much, do I, or how much, they, exactly, they don't know anything that's going on, and then you're just like, all right, let's, let's go to the next step, you know, walk them through it, uh, so we, we try to make it as simple as possible, and then we also have, uh, the last thing I wanted to show you here, actually, is that uh, we have, like, it, it's not only just, um, you know, a platform for looking at something very specific, right? Like I, I discussed mood, I uh, discussed uh, a lot of things. I asked, I asked you, for example, what 
you know, what are you most interested in? He said, okay, for example, maybe weight or whatever. Uh, so here's all the categories of stuff that we have, right? We have a report on weight, on strength, sleep duration, uh, sedentary behavior, sleep quality, underactive thyroid, sleep apnea. Um, you know, all these things can be related to weight. And obviously the central report is going to be weight. Now, you could also look at the lab markers related to weight, uh, and either you have them or you could order them. Um, you could see like estradiol, estrogen, uh, leptin, uh, and people who have who are, are overweight are also going to have high levels of cholesterol, um, more likely to at least. And then you could also do a deep dive on specific variants. So you could see there's 120 variants that you can look at. There's different genes that you can look at. For example, here's the leptin receptor. And so there's tons of information that you can look at. We then have custom articles that are really cool. So, you know, about like specific genes that we really like. And so, for example, FTO, um, this one is related to adrenaline. The, this one is related to the circadian rhythm, BDNF. And so you could click on these articles, for example. Uh, let's say you click on this one. And it's it's a custom written article that shows you, uh, it's like a personalized genetic article. So it's uh, it shows you, for example, here's your, uh, here's all, here's your variants for this article. So it tells you, you know, not associated with obesity, associated with higher obesity, and then you can look at what variants you have over here. Um, so basically, and then it also has recommendations. So it's really cool articles uh, that you could read that are customized to your specific variants. Um, and then you also have lifestyle assessments that already you see there's an obesity lifestyle assessment. And then you could also shop labs uh, related to that. So there's a weight loss lab panel. There's also a home test kit. That's essentially, um, you know, what we have, which is, you know, it's, it's quite a significant platform. Yeah. And you do that for each topic, which is crazy. <laughs> the articles yeah, exactly. are really well-researched and have all the links. So that's always useful for people. Um, well, just to be respectful of your time, Joe, first of all, I just want to thank you for sharing all this knowledge and, and for creating this product, because I think this is how some of the best products come up as, you know, a creator that has, you know, a very specific problem. You're having all these health issues yourself and you weren't finding what you needed to, um, you know, kind of be able to improve health and, and be able to accomplish what you wanted to. So you created it. And I think that's really how the best products come. Because if you're thinking of it and you're a person that's into that, you can bet that there's probably a couple other million people that wish that they had the same thing. Um, so thank you for all of that. But before we go, can you just share with people uh, kind of anything like what's next that you see for the company, anything cool that you're working on and where can people most easily find you online if they want to connect and learn more either about uh, your, you or the company? Yeah, definitely. So one of the things um, we're going to be doing is, I mean, we're, we're going to be expanding some of the topics and this is based on the request. So, um, you know, I think it's interesting when, you know, the, the way that I see the the, um, the health world is like two main kinds of things, right? There's like mainstream science um, and then there's hypothesis driven stuff, right? That's kind of like more on the frontier, but it's not as like rigorously researched. So mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff that we started with were was much more rigorous mainstream science. Like 
like more rigorous science, uh, like our polygenic risk scoring is the most cutting edge predictive risk scoring on the market. And that's done with, in like a mainstream kind of science way. Um, we're going to be now the stuff that I was more involved in um, is more hypothesis driven. So those are like the articles, meaning like there's science to back it up, but it's not like proven science, right? It's just like, mm -hmm. it's kind of like you have to put a picture together. Um, so that's kind of like the stuff a lot of times that I'm interested in. We have that. That's why where the blog posts are really cool. We have 700 blog posts that you could read about a whole bunch of different genes, different topics, really dive deep and see which variants you have. So that's really cool. We already have that. Um, but I want to go, I want to like do all the topics that, you know, that, that, that people like, like, you know, heavy metals, detox. Uh, so we're going to be getting more into those. Um, we're also going to be doing ancestry, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, there's a reason why companies don't, only the big companies do ancestry it's because in order to have it accurate you need a lot of data to begin with and these big companies mm -hmm. have a lot of data uh now the thing is is that in order to have a very accurate you know the most cutting edge polygenetic risk scoring on the market you need to have good ancestry because every ancestry is going to have a different risk profile and so you need to have like the more accurate your ancestry is the better your predictive models are going to be right and so We've been actually working on ancestry just for that reason alone. Um, but because of that, we're actually, we said, you know, let's also give this to the consumer. And I think that's going to be really cool because we have, uh, it's, we're going to be filing a patent on it, on, our, on the algorithm that we have. It's usually very difficult to file patents on that, but mm -hmm. uh, we have very solid uh, technology there. And, uh, you know, we think it's going to be, um, you know, one of the best ancestries, I mean, like, the, it, it is, it's going to be the best algorithm on the market, uh, but we're going to have to, like, it's going to take a little bit of time to get enough data to make it um, better than 23andMe and stuff like that. But I'm really excited about that. Um, and uh, I, I think it's going to be, you know, so I, I, I like that because my goal is like, I don't want people to be like, oh, we need to use 23andMe because if we don't do that, we're, we don't, we're not going to get the ancestry or whatever. I want to say, like, don't, you know, we're not going to sell your data. We also have your ancestry. That's going to be coming out in, in, in within a few months. Um, and it's it's just as good as 23andMe. Um, and then we also have all these, you know, topics, the mainstream science topics that 23andMe doesn't have. And we also have these functional topics like heavy metals, uh, you know, some of the hypothesis-driven stuff that uh, is really cool as well. And so that's kind of what, my uh you know like that's what i would want to see from the genetic app and that's what we got the feedback we got from consumers and and so that's stuff that um you know we're we're, we're making sure that like we want to make sure that this is not only two times better than what everybody else has it's like uh, my goal is like always how do we give more and more value you know 10 times better than you know what people have right now yeah, awesome. That's I can't wait to check that out when that's released. Um, and where's the best place besides selfdecode.com if people want to connect or get in touch with you? Is the website the best or how do you prefer people to find you? Yeah, I mean, selfdecode.com is a good way. Uh, on Instagram, I'm Mr. Biohacker. People are welcome to follow me if they wish. 
Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for uh, sharing all of this. And if people want to check it out, of course, the links will be in the show notes. Um, and I've, I've found it really valuable and very interesting. If you're, uh, I think, you know, you said something about not as everybody's much as of a geek as you, but I think that that is a little bit who's attracted to this kind of stuff. Cause I just found it uh, very entertaining. So uh, anyway, thanks again, Joe. And it's great to meet you. Thanks for having me, Cheryl. It was nice. This has been the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast. Again, I'm Cheryl McColgan, founder of Heal, Nourish, Grow. You can find show notes for this episode at HealNourishGrowPodcast.com. If you have feedback on today's episode or questions about the content, please email us at podcast at HealNourishGrow.com. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to sign up for our email list at HealNourishGrow.com and subscribe to the show with your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. Join us next time for more information that helps you live your best and healthiest life. Thanks for listening. Content on the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast does not constitute medical advice. Content contained in the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast is not intended as medical diagnosis or treatment. Neither the company nor its owner, Heal, Nourish, Grow, LLC, nor any of the company's employees, agents, or guest speakers provide medical advice. The content provided on Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult your medical provider with any questions about what health practices are right for you.